bucks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan, Green and Growing, baby, along with Nathan Marzion, Bucks super fan. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. Follow me at Sparky Radio as we do our first, what I'm sure will be many live post-game podcasts uh, streaming here at 1250 AM. The fan at Sparky Radio. If uh, you want to follow along on YouTube, you can after games as well at the Odyssey Sports page, green and growing there. And of course, the Twitter spaces. My guy, Nathan Marzian knows how to do that tricky, fun thing. Uh, so he's got that going over there at Nathan Marzian. Uh, news not good for the Bucks tonight, 130 to 117. Losers to the Miami Heat. But obviously, the headline of this game uh, are the injuries in this game to both Miami and Milwaukee, Nathan. Your thoughts first on uh, the Giannis injury, how that played out, and the fact he didn't come back. Yeah, it's not a good sign, obviously, that he you know, left, came back, had to leave again, and then they rule him out right away. Um, I would expect he at least misses another game, I would think. Um, I, I, if it wasn't that serious, I would, you, know, you would think that they wouldn't rule him out that quickly or he would have been able to play at least somewhat. But, yeah, I mean, obviously that's the main takeaway here is, like, that's – that's going to determine everything is if he's not good to go, you know, for, for a while, or if this is some serious injury, uh, the season's pretty much over. Now, if he's okay, then yeah, it's a completely different story and we should be fine. But um, yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a disaster pretty much uh, all throughout. I mean, they, they lose the game. Giannis gets hurt. Just not, not good vibes, not fun. Okay. Bucks win this series, regardless if Giannis comes back or not. Let's just start there. Let's stop all this nonsense. Regardless if Giannis plays in this series or not, if he misses the rest of the series and isn't ready uh, until the next series against the Knicks or Cleveland, it's not end of the world stuff. The Bucs should still be able to win this series uh, even without Giannis. And I, now hear me out here, okay? So yes, Tyler Hero is also out, right? With no zone, uh, with a broken hand. I'll be honest. Like when he went slotting to the floor, I was like, oh, maybe he rolled his wrist or jammed a finger or something. Never in my wildest dreams that I think he broke his hand. Then when he was in there holding his hand in the corner and then all of a sudden they throw him the ball, he catches it and shoots it right away. I'm like, is he playing possum? Like, is he really hurt or what the hell is going on? And then he runs down the other side and he's still holding his hand. Then they get to halftime and he goes running off, not holding the hand or nothing. Just like, no biggie. Out he goes. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I did not expect to hear a broken hand. So that's horrible news for the Miami Heat, obviously. But having said that, from the Bucks' perspective, that's one guy that could get hot from Miami that could carry Miami in a game or two. Absolutely could happen. Tyler Hero is capable of doing that and getting on a roll. So from a Bucks' perspective, let's say you don't have Giannis for the rest of the series. I don't think it's end of the world stuff. I think you can still win. If you look at tonight's game, it's an outlier. Like the odds of this happening several more times in this series is slim to none. Probably could it happen one more time. Maybe more than that. I mean, you're saying the Miami Heat are going to shoot 60% from three and the Bucks are going to shoot what? Less than 25% from three, 30% from three, you know, three, four more times in this series. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not buying that the Heat are going to do 60% from three again. And let's say they shoot, I don't know, 50% from three or 48% from three. This is a game all the way down to the end. Who knows which way this game goes if they just shoot good instead of, you know, ungodly good. Uh, which is what happened in this game. I, I was on Twitter during the game telling everybody just to chill out. Like, it's going to be fine. I know it's not good, 
But if you go back and you look at the playoffs under Bud, they've always struggled in game ones. It's always been a thing. It's probably always going to be a thing. Then he makes his adjustments and they're fine and they get through it. And in this series, the Bucs are the better team. The better team's going to win with or without Giannis. They're going to still win this series, even though tonight was ugly. I don't know how many of you share that opinion with me or how many of you think, well, without Nathan or without uh, Giannis, you know, they're probably a 10-win team this year. They're probably just going to be trash. They've got too much talent. That's why you talk about the depth that you talk about. You've got too many guys on this team that are going to be able to step up and score. Nobody is Giannis. You're not going to replace Giannis. But there is no KD on that team. Jimmy Butler's good. He's not KD. He's not that guy, right? He's not Kyrie. He's he's just, he's very good. But he's not at that level to where they're unbeatable without your superstar. That, that's my take. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, and I'm I share the same opinion that you know, regardless of if Giannis is out for this series, we will win this series. I believe that I'm not I I don't think that's a super hot take. As you said, like I, the first thing people want to say, the people that want to freak out and panic are like, you know, because we say, Oh, you can't expect the Bucks to shoot this poorly and the Heat to shoot this well from three. The people, some people will say, well, this happens all the time. It's a trend. So maybe you can expect it and maybe it will continue. Okay, it could continue, but it it it, it there's a zero percent chance it continues at this rate, 60 to 24 percent. Like that will not happen and that will not continue. But like you said, even we'll we'll say that we'll assume the heat still shoot good in this game, 45 percent. It would be still very good. Like that's absolutely an, that's, a, that's a fantastic number. And the Bucks still shoot bad in this game, 30 percent. If that happened in this game, that would have been a 21-point swing. The Bucs would have made three more threes. The Heat would have missed or made uh, four fewer. That's a 21-point swing. They lost the game by 13. Like, even if you take into account, even if we want to give them a good shooting night and the Bucs a poor shooting night, we still normally win this game. I Like, it's not going to be this drastic. Uh, I thought it was a good sign that Chris was as good as he was, you know, it, like it looks like if he has to kind of carry us for a little bit and be our offense, he can do that and, you know, put up some 30 point games or whatever. Drew's offense, you know, shooting wise and scoring wise was not good. Needs to be better there. But um, I mean, he had what 15 assists. Like he was at least, you know, doing his, his usual playmaking. And I, I want to say it was 15 assists, one turnover or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm not freaking out about this series, but obviously if Giannis, if it's a long-term injury, then you're probably screwed regardless next series. And like, you know, it it just, you're not doing anything if you don't have Giannis, but yeah, this game is as much as people want to, you know, assume that, Oh, we're still going to suck from three. And, you know, we always get the, the opponents always shoot super well against us. It's not going to stay at this level. Even if you, like I said, even if you take, you take them and give them a, a good shooting night and give us a bad shooting night. This normally would have been a very close game or a Bucks win. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. I don't know how it, I don't, it, it, there's nothing to explain it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why we shoot like shit from three and other teams go nuclear against us. I don't get it. We were one of the best three point shooting teams. I think we were fourth and three point percentage um, after everyone came back. And like once Giannis and Chris came back and everything, and we had our full team, we are fourth. Uh, the Heat were 27th this year. I, I don't get it. It makes no freaking sense, and that's what makes it so frustrating. I, it doesn't look like we're getting bad. Like, we're not getting bad looks from three. We're getting our open shots. 
I get it. They're, you know, they're shooting open shots too, but they're not going to hit them at the rate that they hit them tonight. And I just don't get it. If they shoot 60% from three for the series, the Bucks will lose. Even if they had Giannis, they would have lost this series. Would be, if shoot. you shoot 60% from three, you'd beat the 96 Bulls. Yes, you beat anybody. So, I mean, from that perspective, I think everybody's just got to relax, right? So, Wednesday's game two, and we'll be back doing this thing again probably Wednesday night. I'm telling you right now, if the if the Heat come out and shoot 60% from three again, and the Bucks shoot 25% or 30% from three again, Okay, then we're going to have something to really talk about because that's now two games in a row where this is going to happen and it's going to happen on your court. Like, I don't think maybe I'm wrong and maybe somebody will tweet at us and, and at Nathan, at Nathan Mars, yeah, me at Sparky Radio and tell me I'm wrong. But like, what adjustments do you want Bud to make? Bud can't shoot the ball, right? And Bud can't not, not shoot the ball for Miami. You could say, well, you need to chase them off the line better from three. Okay, fine. You can maybe argue that. I, I don't think they were horrible at that, but fine. You can argue that to a certain degree, but he still and, can't take the shots for Holiday from three, right? And, and he can't take the shots say, for everybody else from three. Yeah, and I, I just want to say they didn't they didn't allow a ton of attempts. Like there's games where the Bucks allow an opponent to shoot like 20 of 45, and you know, you're just letting teams shoot threes all game. They didn't do that. The Heat only took 25 threes. Like it this wasn't them just shooting three after three after three. It's just that they made so many of the ones they took. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. Everyone's quick to get on Bud. Everyone, you know, wants to blame him. I feel like he's the easy person to blame. Yep. Um, you know, Giannis goes out, they lose the game, and it's like, well, you know, Bud didn't have Giannis to bail him out, so he sucks. And blah, blah. It, Guys, it it's a make-or-miss league. Sometimes it's just that simple. And it's – with the way three-point shooting has become in the NBA, like – this can happen. It's it's can happen at any at any point, any night. And sometimes, like it again, it's there's there's games where you almost don't have to look at anything else. You can just be like, well, one team missed shots, one team made shots. They want they you know that was the game, and that's how the game works. That's how basketball is played. You make the shot or you miss the shot. There's no points for being close. There's no points for like it goes in or doesn't. And they they hit a bunch of shots. We didn't. I I and yeah, I just think that it was at least a, you know, a decent sign that with the crazy disparity in three point percentage, we were still had chances to win this game. You know, they had a couple of moments in the fourth and late third where, you know, they, they were right there. And, you know, if, if a couple stretches go a different way, a couple shots go a different way, like they are right in that game. Um, I thought like the Javon pull up three killed them. Like that was a, you know, just a turning point. Um, and there were a couple other threes that they had open threes that could have like cut it to four or three or whatever. And they didn't go in. And it's just like, damn, you know, they, they still were right there and they still didn't get completely blown out or anything. But there's um, something else too, that we haven't talked about. And, and th when this move went down during the season, I was on Twitter and I said, Hey, that's a nice little move by Miami. I like that. And man, you would have thought I committed a crime the way some of y'all came at me when I made this comment about Kevin Love going to the heat. Y'all were like, oh, he ain't going to get off the bench. He's going to be sitting at the end of the bench. He won't be a factor at all for Miami. Hey, don't look now, y'all, but Kevin Love's a big damn factor for Miami right now. You know, and that's going to be something. What do you have, 18 points tonight? A five of nine from the floor, four, seven from three, and eight rebounds? And Bobby Portis with that, I don't call it a cheap shot, but that's kind of what it looked like was a cheap shot to his lower back. Um, but either way, he is a factor, folks. I mean, the dude doesn't have to be a spring chicken in order to take a, a jump shot from three. He just doesn't have to be. You can be old and still hit jumpers from outside. 
That is going to be a factor in this series going forward here. And they are going to have to account for Kevin Love going forward in this series one way or the other. They just are. And that was a big addition when they made it. I said that it was a nice little pickup by the Heat. And it looks like he is going to be a factor going forward in this series. And that's something maybe the Bucks will have to account for. And I'm not saying they didn't account for Kevin Love. Maybe they didn't account for him as much as they should have. Uh, but he was definitely a, a force uh, in this game. You know, the other thing I, I want to talk about, too, besides this Kevin Love thing. Uh, Marzian, you tweeted it out like 15 minutes or so before. Hey, hey, we got Bucks. But Coach Mike Boonholder says Giannis got an x-ray that came back clear. We'll monitor him and see how he wakes up tomorrow. All right, so negative x-ray on Giannis. So it's going to be a day-to-day thing with whether or not he can move. Now, usually the day after one of these things is when it's the worst. Um, so I can't imagine he's going to practice tomorrow, uh, see what it's like Tuesday, and it'll come down to warming up on Wednesday. I wouldn't play him Wednesday. I'll be honest. The way this series sets up, you have a couple of days off after Wednesday then, right? So you can give him almost a full week. Yeah, they have, they have two. Injury. They don't play till Wednesday, and then after that, they don't play till Saturday. Right. So if you don't play Wednesday, if you don't play him Wednesday, he has all the way, almost a full week off to get that back right and be ready to go in Miami on Saturday night. They should be able to beat this Heat team in Milwaukee at Pfizer Forum without Giannis on Wednesday. You know, he can be there on the sidelines or whatever, but I don't think almost... I'm trying to rush Giannis back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird, it's a hard thing. Like, if he, if they were up 1-0, you for sure probably rest him. Right. They had somehow escaped with this win. You're like, just rest him. Even if we lose, we're still tied 1-1. Um, it's risky resting him game two if you feel like he can play because it's like to fall down 2-0 would be, a, you know. But, but still, if... I even if we fall down 2 0, let's say we fall down 2 0, let's assume worst case, Giannis doesn't play, we fall down 2 0, but he's able to play for the rest of the series. That means the Bucks would just have to win four or five. And going into the series, going into the <laughs> series, every single person on, in the, on the planet pretty much was picking Bucks in four or five. Yep. If, if they were fully healthy. And I still think that, you know, that would be the case if they're fully healthy. Like, can we easily beat that in four out of five games? Yes, I think so. I don't think it's like, oh my God, we're down 2 0. This series is done. You know, I just, it's, it's a, it's tough. And back to the Kevin Love thing, dude. It's this dude shot 29.7% from three with the Heat uh, since joining them in February and played three minutes in the first play in game and 11 in the second play in game. And then goes for 18 against us. Yep. He's going to be a factor. I'm telling you. It's just dumb. It's dumb. I don't, uh, basketball makes no sense. (laughs) I don't, how? It makes a ton of sense. This is a proven veteran guy that they were just sitting on and waiting and letting him practice and get in his flow. And they were waiting to use him in the playoffs. That's all this was. And I'll, I'll be, I'll tell you something else. Wesley Matthews playing in this series. I, I don't know, man. Like, should he be playing in this series one way or the other? I mean, he's out there for his defense, and if he hits an occasional three, is his defense that much better than anybody else? I mean, it's obviously better than Wesley, uh, better than Grayson Allen, but Marzian might be able to play better defense than Grayson Allen at this point. But, I mean, outside of that, is it that much better than anybody else you're going to put on Jimmy Butler? I mean, Jay Crowder against Jimmy Butler? I'm okay on that. Joe Ingles can't guard Jimmy Butler. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one, too. Uh, I, I just... I guess I was a little surprised, and I shouldn't have been, that he he played Wes Matthews as much as he did in this game. I, I was surprised. And I'm assuming this is what it's going to look like the rest of the series, but I was surprised he got as much as run as he did. I thought Crowder uh, would have got more run than he did, and Matthews would have got significantly less. 
Yeah, I mean, Crowder didn't look very good either. It's That's one thing that would hurt, like, I don't know, more than anything else, if you didn't have Giannis, the, the, the thing that would, like, be affected the most, in my opinion, would just be you don't have that option of just saying, okay, we're putting Giannis on Jimmy and kind of, like, taking him out of the game a little bit and making someone else beat him. Um, because Giannis is the one guy that you can just be like, I know, like, he'll be able to basically contain him. Because, um, yeah, Jay, Jay hasn't looked fantastic. You know, Wes hasn't looked great. You're not they didn't really going to Middleton. They really didn't. Really, and and Middleton up? is a guy that I think I would attempt, especially <clears throat> in fourth quarters of games, if they're close. I would put Middleton on him and see how that goes. Now, again, I know you're playing with your knee that's a bother or whatever the case may be, and maybe you don't want to test Middleton physically like that, but that might be somebody that you consider putting on Jimmy Butler more than you have to this point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, he he wasn't, like, terrible defensively tonight or anything. You know, I, I feel like Chris always steps up his defense a little bit in the playoffs and just the intensity a little bit. And, you know, again, that was a big plus from tonight. You know, even though they lost, it sucks that they got 30 from Chris and still lost. But, like, it, it, it showed that, hey, he can hold his own. He can kind of carry our offense for a bit. And, you know, we needed more from Brooke. He was bad. And defensively, too, like, they kind of just let Bam take those shots. Um, and Bam was able to hit some of them, which also is kind of bullshit because he hasn't been hitting those lately either. Hey, watch like, your language. That's twice now. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I'm mad. I'm upset. Uh, okay. Watch your language. All right, go on. So then, uh, and like Bobby was like, I just think they could have gone to Brooke down low more. Bobby was able to do whatever he wanted kind of down low. He was all oh, five from three, but nine of 10 from two. Like it seemed like whenever Bobby went into the paint, he was able to kind of score and just back down whoever he had on him. I mean, we have such a size advantage, even, even without Giannis, like when you have Brooke and Bobby, they, they don't really have a huge answer for that. And, yeah, I mean, Brooke only taking four two-pointers tonight. I just don't get that. Like, that just was – that was dumb to me. I think that's something you could criticize Bud for if you wanted to. You know, you could say they, they just kept ch- chucking up threes mm-hmm. instead of trying to go down low. And we've talked about that on this plenty of times yeah. where, you know, if the threes aren't falling, you you got to change it up. you got to do something to – Have know. a plan B. Yeah. And so that was frustrating, but – I don't know. I I think it also can be hard to on the fly kind of just adjust for not having your best player out there and just okay, we don't have Giannis and like what do we do now? I think that can just make things difficult in the middle of a game. Hopefully, assuming Giannis does miss a game or something, hopefully, you know, they they're more ready for it in We've game seen them win a playoff games. series without Giannis before? Yeah. Where Giannis goes out and he misses a couple games and they just continue on doing yeah. their thing. We've I mean, seen it. Well, that- the last time Giannis went out in against that Hawks against the Hawks, I mean Brooke had thirty three the next game or something like that. Yep. So like they kind of, I think they went into it saying, okay, let's get Brooke more involved. Let's use him as our, you know, like let's use him down low more because we're not going to have Giannis to be able to do that. I don't know. It's easier to do that between games than it is in the middle of a game. Um, so I don't know. There, there's reasons to be like this is fine, and it really is. I, I I'm, I'm worried if if Giannis is hurt for the you know again uh, a long time which doesn't sound like it based on you know him x-rays are negative yeah it doesn't sound like it but i you know that that's the only thing that would make me be like oh crap this is you know we're kind of screwed is if he's out for a while but for this series we're fine we're we're gonna be all right it's not the end of the world all right so what's your counter no Giannis. what's your starting lineup look like now 
uh, in game two, assuming Giannis isn't going to play on Wednesday, which they have not said yet. They're going to see how he feels tomorrow. So he very well may play Wednesday. But what is your starting lineup right now of your butt? If you're saying, all right, Giannis isn't playing, what's your starting five? Uh, I mean, based on how this game went, I feel like you got to start Bobby, right? See, that's the question that I've got. So is is Portis better off coming off the bench and giving you that energy and that boost uh, and those solid points uh, every game coming off the bench uh, and starting somebody else at the four uh, and doing something else with your starting lineup? Uh, or are you better off starting your best player behind Giannis, which is Bobby Portis, and weakening the bench a little bit from that perspective? That That is I, the conversation they have to have. I don't know. I feel like you just start Bobby and Brooke and just kind of use them. Again, go to them down low more and just kind of use your size advantage like you should. And um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think that's probably because again, I Jay wasn't that good. I, I think he can, you can still play and he can still be productive, but I don't really need him to be a starter. Um, I, you know, you're not going to start anyone else really at power forward. So did like, you see Pat Connaughton tonight. I did not because he, and he was cleared and he was yeah. not playing. So we'll see if that changes coming up in the next game as well. And you pointed that out at the end of the regular season. Like, oh, well, this is interesting. No, no Patsy. Not really a lot of Patsy. And then he was hurt. Uh, and then they said they were both cleared uh, before the game started. And then no Pat Connaughton in this one. All right, here's a tweet from earlier tonight. I want to I save for you. Uh, this is from Chris, who says, we need to start having a conversation about Giannis's style of play. Constantly plowing downhill and taking hard falls. Knee, wrist, and now this. At some point, he needs to focus on developing other parts of his game instead of devoting an entire summer to Euroball. That's Chris tweeting at Sparky Radio. What say you, Nathan Marzion? Wait, what, what, what was the part about Euroball? I didn't. Uh, he said at some point he needs to focus on developing other parts of his game instead of devoting an entire summer to Euroball. Is exactly kind of how oh, we're not like playing for teams. We're not, we're not acknowledging. We're not acknowledging any of that crap. It, it's no, I'm not. I'm not talking about. Oh, what, like Giannis needs to change his style of play. That no, what? No, hell no. Um, I'm looking at the three point numbers right here. So Ingles was three of seven. West was two of four, and Grayson was two of four. So they all actually shot pretty well. That's seven of fifteen. The rest of the guys were four of thirty. Yeah, Drew Holiday playoff. Drew Holiday. See, and and this Drew, is the I, thing. When we talked about Holiday, and I had said, look, if there's no Giannis or no Middleton, that's when you get the aggressive Drew. And when Middleton, when Giannis went down, I was like, okay, here we go. Fourth quarter Drew, get ready. We're going to see fourth quarter Drew like we saw in the regular season and kind of like a De'Aaron Fox, maybe not to that extent, but maybe we'll, we'll see fourth quarter Drew now. And fourth quarter Drew was missing in action uh, in this one. And you know the other thing that I found interesting? You notice how a lot of these guys were missing shots on the front of the rim. You start talking about missing shots on the front of the rim. That normally means you had dead legs. Like you're tired. You guys have been off for like a week. And on top of that, they said that the other day, what day was it? Was it Thursday or Friday? I saw the report that the Bucks had like their most intense practice uh, of the year uh, going back and forth. Now, my assumption when I saw that was, okay, this is Bud trying to get them in a little bit of game shape here before the first game. because. They really haven't been doing anything waiting to, to play. So that was his attempt to kind of get him into game shape. You just wonder if there's a different way to go about getting these guys ready than whatever it is that Bud decided to do with this intense practice that he had the other night. Maybe it would have been better off not doing it. Maybe it would have been better off just going through the motions like you have every other year. I don't remember. Eric Name would remember. You might remember. Y'all are younger than me. 
I don't remember these intense, an intense practice like they're talking about going up to game one of any other year of the playoffs where the Bucs were waiting to play. Now, this playing series is new, so it's not like we have a lot of data. We only have a couple of years of this. But I just wonder if if Bud will change this next year when he's sitting there waiting to see who they're going to play or whatever the case may be as far as going in. You knew there'd be some rust, but dead legs. Like, you would have thought Miami would be the team with dead legs by the end of this one, considering they've just been playing nonstop, and the Bucs would be the ones that have fresh legs and would be able to kind of take this thing over as we get into the fourth quarter because they'd have you know more energy and more pace to them. And that is not what happened. Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely something to to look at is, you know, did they, did they go too hard in practice or something? I don't know, but it, it's a difficult game to play of judging. Okay. Do we, you know, how, how much do you ramp it up and how much do you stay rested? I don't know. It, it's impossible to really say, cause we don't know all the details. We don't know everything that goes on. So <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just chalking it up to they, they were just off. I'm, it's such a again it's so frustrating because there's not a good explanation for it it makes it doesn't doesn't make sense this is when you numbers guys get in trouble when something happens that the numbers don't say then you go this is stupid this isn't what the numbers said this is stupid my numbers are so on top but this is stupid this is what this is what's what's supposed to happen tell me tell me that it's not stupid that the 20 you know one of the worst three-point shooting teams shoot 60 percent and one of the best three-point shooting teams shoots 24%. Marzian, I told you. That doesn't make we sense. Were, it doesn't. Marzian, we had this conversation about what were you concerned about as far as why the Bucks would win or lose a series or whatever. And mine was three-point shooting. If they're not hitting threes, they can lose a series. Now, I didn't think they'd miss threes like this, but that has been their bugaboo over the course of time. When they get in these stretches and not hitting threes and Bud just refuses to do anything else and we're just going to keep chucking them and hopefully they start falling at some point, that's where the problem lies. Now, again, Miami's not going to shoot 60% from three more than likely two or three more times in this series. Probably not going to happen. Maybe one more time, but I, I can't imagine. I, I, don't even, I, I don't even think one more time. All oh, right. I don't think so that's either, but I'm just nice. giving us an out in case it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you're doing this, I'm going to look up their uh, shooting throughout the season and see if they – I don't even know if they ever did this once, but go ahead. I can't imagine a lot of teams shoot 60% from three a bunch during the course of a season. But either way, the other part of this is, look, folks, say what you want, but Jimmy Butler gets up for playing this team, always has, right? You knew Hero would be up for playing this team. That's part of it. Spolstra, Adebayo, those – there are certain dudes that have been involved in this little Bucks heat thing here for a while, and that's why – I, for one, rather would have played the Bulls, obviously, but you knew you're going to win the series against Miami, but you knew it was not going to be as easy as maybe what everybody else thought it was going to be. And you knew they were going to be physical uh, and that whole thing. And then you see Strews hitting all these damn threes against the Bulls and you're going, whoa, well, you know, if he starts playing like that, that's also going to present a problem if they don't run him off the three-point line. But the Tyler Hero injury with a broken hand, now that we know Giannis has nothing broken, that I think is a huge blow for the Miami Heat, Nathan. Yeah, that's that's big. I mean, that's just another offensive weapon that they're you know missing, and they they really don't have a ton of like they don't have a ton of offensive talent to begin with. Like they have Jimmy, they have Bam, but outside of that, it's just very meh. Um, you know, again, they can they guys can randomly have games, guys can randomly shoot well and whatever, but like they just didn't have a lot to begin with, <clears throat> and now that's going to just you know make that even more difficult and. Just another reason why I'm still like, we're going to win this series. I, I'm 
I'm fine with it. I think we're fine. Um, 11 teams in in this entire season have shot 60% or better in a game. Did the Bucks did it once, didn't they? 11 times. Uh, I think the Bucks did it once. Maybe no, not. No, we Maybe. didn't. We didn't. No? Our, our, when was our best? But Miami has only shot 50% or better three times all season. Our best was 55. Um, so 60% just doesn't happen. Like, again, some people, I, I, I don't think, people always can grasp this. Like they just assume like, yeah, the Bucks suck at defending the three sometimes. And, you know, they suck shooting the ball sometimes and they go through cold stretches and like, this is going to continue. Like people, people, there are people out there that have this in their mind that no, this is just playoff Bucks and this is going to keep happening. I like, I'm just telling you, it's not, I, as much as you think it will, it is not. And even if it, even if they stay bad and the heat stay good from three, it will not be at this level. And we already, I mean, for the people that joined a little bit later, at the very beginning, I went through and I said, if the Bucks had still shot, you know, only 30% from three in this game, and if the Heat had still shot 45% from three in this game, which is very good for the Heat and bad for the Bucks, it's you know, you're taking you're, you're giving the Bucks a bad shooting night and the Heat a good shooting night, that would still be a 21 point swing. Yep. And we lost this game by 13. I think it was 13. Yeah, 13. Like that's that changes the entire game right there. And that's not that's not me saying. You know, it'd be one thing to be like, well, if the Bucks had shot 50% from three and gone lights out, well, you know, you can't expect them to go from terrible to lights out. Like if you, if this just was a little bit less of a margin of difference, it, it, they'd be fine. And that's why it's just like, guys, it's not going to continue. Teams don't shoot 60% from three. We're okay. It's all right. Now Wednesday night is a game two and we should be right back here doing this uh, green and gold, a uh, green and growing, I should say uh post game podcast uh, again. Uh, providing nobody gets sick because Nathan was sick. I've been battling being sick. Uh, so hopefully, uh, providing we're both healthy, we'll be back here again Wednesday. I normally record on Tuesday and Thursdays. So we're just going to try and do these post-game podcasts, and we'll see how these go uh, going forward. Uh, Marzian, uh, of the other playoff games, uh, anything stick out to you uh, around the rest of the NBA, like Lakers over Grizzlies? Uh, I, Grizzlies are in trouble, I think. I I don't know what everybody else thinks. I, I think the Grizzlies are, are, are got some problems right now. I mean, Dylan Brooks calling out wanting the Lakers prior to that happening, saying he wanted the Lakers. Okay, hot shot. You got him. Good luck to you. Uh, John Morant goes down, gets hurt. I, I think the Grizzlies are in some trouble here with the Lakers. Yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting series. I don't know. I still think that'll be close. I think that the Grizzlies are going to be able to, you know, it'll, it'll probably be a six or seven game series either way. Um, the Kings winning that game yesterday was – Freaking impressive! Yeah, that was, buddy. that was that was awesome. I mean they they got a bad Sabonis game. Curry and Clay hit a bunch of threes, and they still won that game. They still yep. pulled it out. Malik Monk was awesome. Trey Lyles had a great third quarter. Like I was so happy, man. I love the Kings. I like the Warriors too. Like I wasn't even like I don't hate the Warriors, but um, yeah, that was just such a good game. And yeah, I, I just love the Kings. It was a great game and a great atmosphere in Sacramento. Oh, and obviously. Obviously, Fox was good too. I don't. I'm not. I'm assuming most people. Darren Fox Fox wasn't good in the first half. Darren Fox got going in the second half, and you see his post game interview, and he's like, "I had to figure out the physicality of what this was going to be like in a playoff game because obviously he had never been in one." He said, "Once I figured that out, going into the second half, he got going." And again, that Mister Clutch Award goes to anybody other than Darren Fox. I'm done with the NBA. Uh, But Fox again, fourth quarter, just here we go, just him doing his things, and it is insanity to me. Uh, Celtics blow out the Hawks. Can't say anybody is too surprised by that, right? You were pretty much thinking the yeah. Boston would roll through Atlanta. Yep. 
right? So nothing's surprising there. Philadelphia and the Nets. If the Nets had a real big guy in that series, they would be a problem for Philadelphia, but they don't have one. Claxton tries hard, fine, but they don't. If they had, like, say, Brooke Lopez still or a real big to deal with Embiid, I think the Nets could give Philly some problems. But without a real big, I, I just they can't beat Philadelphia. I don't think. No, nah, I mean, yeah, they they just have a bunch of like wings and a bunch of you know forwards and stuff. They just yeah, they don't have the size, and you're gonna need it eventually. And Cleveland and New York. Now, what say you on this one? Because I said on the predictions podcast that I did on uh, Thursday last week, I took Cleveland because I figured Thibodeau's crew would be run down by the time this series got over was over. Uh, and th- the way he beats and bangs the hell out of them all year would eventually catch up to him. Knicks, Knicks look good in that game against Cleveland. I mean, Mitchell did everything he could to try and, and win that game, but like Mobley was awful. They're they're going to need more from Mobley if if they're going to have any chance uh, of winning in this series against a Knicks team that just got Julius Randle back. He'd been battling injury too. Yeah, the Cavs, they have like no depth, and like even you know again their guys outside of Mitchell are pretty inconsistent. Like you don't know what you're getting from them all the time. And yeah, their bench depth sucks. And then they don't have any wings. Like they're just kind of weird. They have their two good guards and they have their two good big guys. And that's kind of it. Like everything else is kind of right. like, like if you look at their starting five, it's like, Oh, this is pretty nice. But then it's like, okay, your other forward spot isn't really good. Your bench sucks. You know, I feel like lately every game is like Mitchell puts up 44 and then they're like barely beating the magic, or like if they lost to the I don't remember who they lost recently, but I'm like, I I don't know. It they just have some weird games. And he had that stretch late where he had like five games in a row or six, six games in a row where he had 40 points. And yeah, like I said, they were like they barely beat the magic. They lost one of them. Um, they just lost this game yesterday, even with him having a big game. It just I don't know. It feels like with him playing that well, you should be playing better. And they're just not that good overall. And Cleveland or New York should not be a test really for Milwaukee in the second round, right? Assuming assuming Giannis is back and everything. Assuming Giannis is back, yes. That that should be a breeze through series. And then it's Boston or Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we see what happens. So all right, look right, forward to your what's your prediction rest of the series, though? Actually, like, like for the uh for the Heat. Uh Bucks Heat series you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, I think that he'll probably get one more game. Um, and then that'll be it. Bucks Bucks will Bucks will win think- in. Would you say, like, would, do we win the next two? Do we go, like, what, what will kind of be the flow of the series? I, I would say that the Bucks win the next one at home. Bucks lose the first one in Miami to be down 2-1. They get the next one in Miami and then win out from there. I'll say, I'll say they go up 2-1 and then tie 2-2 and then they win the last two. Nah, I, I don't even know. That's what I mean, yeah. Honestly, I... I'm I'm close to just saying they're going to win the next four, which sounds dumb. And you know, again, I know that the Heat could easily have another shooting night that just randomly they shoot really well and we shoot terribly. But like, I don't know. I the fact that they were still Bucks were this close in this game throughout. Minus, you know, yeah. again, they thirteen point win doesn't seem like it was yep. like insanely close, but it was a close game. You know, the Bucks again had plenty of chances to, you know, almost make this like a one possession game pretty late and. um they they were they were right there. They just could never get over that hump and get the lead. Uh, and that was with them, you know, again, not being able to make any threes and the heat making almost everything. And so yeah, I just I I I'm still pretty confident, even if Giannis isn't able to play, that this this shouldn't be that difficult for the Bucks and they should be able to to take care of business still. 
I'm looking forward to Kings Warriors tomorrow night because, like the Bucks, Kings couldn't hit a three to save their soul uh, from majority of that uh, game against Golden State either. So, looking forward to that one. All right, Wednesday night we'll be back. We'll do this again Wednesday night after Game Two uh, between the Bucks and the Miami Heat at Pfizer Forum. Are you waiting on going to playoff games until the second round, or are you waiting to the the conference finals, Marzian? Um, when will people depends. get to see your pretty face at Pfizer Forum? It depends. Uh, I'm probably not going this round. Unless it gets to like a game seven or something. Right. I mean, it's like, all right, let's go. But second round, I would go. Me and my buddies want to try to go to, if we play Cleveland, which I they lost and we just lost. But like, if we had, if we end up playing Cleveland round two, um, <clears throat> we want to go to Cleveland for one of those games. If it's like on a weekend and stuff. So we kind of want to go to one. Road of those. tripping. Yeah. I don't, I like home game. I might just, I might wait. And, you know, if we do get to the conference final, yeah. which, again, sounds sounds dumb that we're talking about this after losing game one in the first round. But nah, like, it's fine. Yeah, like, I, that's kind of my plan is just save up and try to go to later games. All right. Marzian on the road again. He, man, he likes taking his road trips with his boys. Uh, he is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio, of course, 1250amthefan.com as well. Enjoy the rest of your uh, evening or rest of your day, depending on when you are, are going to listen to this on the podcast. And don't forget, you can download wherever you download your favorite podcast. YouTube-wise, it's always available on the Odyssey Sports page, usually within a couple of days of us recording. But these are going to be live uh, unless we change our minds at some point. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.